Welcome back, everyone, to our Emmanuel Baptist Church podcast. We are so grateful that you have joined us today. Uh, like each week, we're going to spend a couple of minutes just debriefing our sermon from this past Sunday. Um, look at just kind of some some main points our pastor focused on, as well as summarize um, or answer some questions that, that that may have gotten brought up during during the conversation. Um, so, if you have happened to miss the sermon, uh, we would love for you just to check it out here on our podcast. Um, just go back to the, the the last show that we had, and you can find the sermon uh, from Sunday morning. So, with that, let's go ahead and bring in our pastor, uh, Todd. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm good, Aaron. It's you're right. It is cold out it, there. It, it is a cold, cold day. The ice is coming. I heard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, you know, I like the cold weather, um, but I always want snow. Uh, it's rough when it's ice because you can't do too much in it. But uh, that's what you car. get for living in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Gonna this get the year. Ice, then the snow. Maybe this year we'll get a little bit of snow. So um, so you're back. You missed a Sunday, so we we're glad to have you back and this I past Sunday. And I just want to say thank you for preaching for me and what an awesome job you did. Well, thank you. You did thank an you. incredible job. It was very good. Very thank good. You. Well done, sir. I, I enjoyed it. But uh, let, let's spend some time looking. Actually, before we look at your sermon from Sunday, um, we need our weekly dad joke. Um, yes. So I hope you came prepared. Well... It's an old one, and I don't think I've done it on the podcast yet, but in, uh, in light of how cold it is today, okay. how, does, uh, how does an Eskimo build his home? How? He glues it together. <laughs> you know, that's, that's really clever. That's really clever. Yeah, um, you know, it fits outside. Yeah, I- I'm wondering if some people are still trying to get that. At home. Yeah. You know, I think it would be cool to like go to like an igloo hotel. Yeah. Just spend the night in an igloo one night to see what it's like. I think it'd be kind of cool. I don't know. So I saw something the other day. Um, I saw on the internet, so I know it's true. But I guess apparently with like igloos, if like when you put the fire inside, it, the reason like they never melt is because uh, it's like it, it, the fire's hot enough to melt the inside. But I guess it's cold enough on the outside that it keeps on re refreezing it. Um, but I would think that it would slowly change its shape. But I don't know. I do not know anything about that. I wonder how I long didn't it would know they take made fires in the igloos. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you gotta stay warm somehow. Yeah. Interesting. So, okay. Um, cool. All right. So let's look at your sermon from yesterday. So uh, just in a couple of sentences, how would you summarize um, your your main point, your sermon from yesterday? Oh, I think it is the, about the importance of prayer and trusting Jesus in times of crisis. Is that short enough? Yeah, man, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's real good. We're good. So uh, one thing that you spent some time talking about was how close Jesus was to Mary, Martha, and uh, Lazarus, and just kind of the friendship that they, they had. So one, one thing that I kept thinking about was sometimes today we— we don't think we need community and we don't think we need other believers in our lives. Um, if there's anyone who's ever walked this planet who could say that, you know, all I need is God, it's, it's Jesus, that mm-hmm. him and the father, they were one. We've looked at that. And so we think that, you know, their relationship is enough, but Jesus models for us um, what it looks like to have earthly relationships. So what would you say to someone who would argue coming to church on Sundays, sitting in a worship service, reading my Bibles is enough, and I really don't need that small group um, dynamic mm-hmm. to my faith? 
I think there's a theological and a practical aspect to that. Theologically, let's go back to the very beginning when God creates Adam, and up to that point, God said, it is good, it is good, it is good on everything he created, and the first thing that's not good is that Adam is alone. And so I think right there from the very get-go, it's not good that we would ever be alone. So theologically, I think it's very accurate for us to say God has not created us to live in isolation. It's, it's just not part of how he made us. And then practically, I mean, let's just, you don't have to talk very much or think very hard on the practical reasons. We need people in our lives. We, we need... It, we need people in our lives for reasons that we want, like encouragement and not feeling lonely. But we need people in our lives, too, for, sometimes for things we don't want, like accountability, you know, to keep our feet to the fire on things. And so we just we, we need people in our lives. And I think that theologically what I just said, but just look at the whole construction of the church. I mean, why would God have made the church if he did not intend for us in our discipleship to do that with other people. Okay, so what what then so just building off of that, what would you say to someone who would counter that with I've got close friends in my life, but they're not they're not a part of the church. They're just work friends or school friends. They're close to me, but they aren't necessarily pushing me to love right, Jesus better. Right, and I, I think that misses that accountability mm-hmm. level. Now, that will satisfy that need of uh, loneliness or you know, something like that. But even in terms of encouragement, I, I, you know, I, don't, I don't see how a, a non-Christian friend could encourage me the way that a Christian friend can, because that Christian friend is going to point me to Christ— whereas a non-Christian friend couldn't. So I, I think there is, is that, but that accountability is missing. You know, I guess if I start living in sin and unrepentant sin, that's just going to get my life off the rails very quickly. And a non-Christian friend, that's not going to be an issue to them, uh, unless, you know, I was like destroying my life in some kind of kind of behavior, then there might be an intervention. Yeah. But uh, I just think if the goal of a Christian is that we're living our lives for Christ, we want to surround our pe- surround ourselves with people that are trying to do that themselves and are willing to help me do that. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And just kind of looking at that word for a second, encouragement in Scripture, often we typically see exhortation instead. And the idea of exhortation is not simply, let me tell you things that make you feel better, but the, the root of that word implies I'm saying things or doing things that help you walk with the Lord better, that you're right. living out the truths of Scripture. So we're not saying don't have non-Christian friends, but we just need believers in our lives who are helping us uh, walk with the Lord better. Right, and, and bringing up the, the words like that, you know, even like so the Greek word parakaleo, yeah. to call alongside. There's the element of we're in this together. Come alongside me and let's do this. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important. Yes. So we we finished up talking about how the Lord has different plans um, for our lives than we typically have. Like no one plans to get sick, no one plans to have financial struggles, but the Lord allows that stuff. So sometimes in our lives we can we'll be walking faithfully with the Lord. And yes, I recognize that we still struggle and we still sin, but for the most part, we feel like we're really doing what the Lord's called us to do, and the Lord would be pleased with our actions. Mm-hmm. 
but we're still facing difficulty to the point where we say, I want to give up. What's the point of walking with the Lord because mm-hmm. my life is just miserable mm-hmm. or difficult? How would you encourage someone who maybe is listening to this, is on the verge of abandoning the faith or quit attending church or putting their Bible to the mm-hmm. side for a period of time? Mm-hmm. Well, I think like what I mentioned, I mentioned very briefly in that sermon, it would have been it would have been good, I think, if we could have unpacked it a little more. But one one of the most understated elements in Scripture to me that counters the prosperity gospel is the fact that some of the people closest to Jesus, Lazarus being one of them, uh, got sick and died, and then his sisters have to go through that trial of their brother dying. And, you know, this whole, well, if you're sick or if something's bad, bad is going on with you, it's because you don't love Jesus enough or, you're, you know, whatever. But he, these are people that Jesus loved and they were they were in his inner circle and even they were not exempt from suffering. I think it's the first thing we need to remind ourselves, suffering is just going to be a part of life. That's how it is. And I think when we're in the midst of that, sometimes we get a feeling that God isn't present or God doesn't care and we want to give up. Um, we're talking about it being cold outside. So remember the old Christmas special that tells the whole story of Santa Claus. I know you don't know this, Aaron. You're too uh, young. Yeah, I'm not sure. But there's a there's a little famous song. You know, it says you got to put one foot in front of the other. And, Is that Christmas uh, shoes? It's no, 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 no. Okay. It's not Christmas shoes. <laughs> but sometimes I think we we've got to tell ourselves in the midst of struggle or grief mm. or whatever it might be, we've got to just put one step in front of the other, going in the right direction. And we have to keep reminding ourselves of these truths that came out in that message uh, this past time in, in, in John 11, that I need to be regularly talking to God about this and not giving up on that. And then I've got to understand God's perspective on this, that in the midst of trials, God is allowing me to go through this because one, he wants to build something in my life too. He wants to glorify himself. And we see example after example in scripture that sometimes that is a long, long, long process where we're waiting on God. So when we're waiting on God and we get tempted to give up on that weight, we've got to take these steps. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the word. I'm reading the scripture, whether I feel like it or not. I'm praying, whether I feel like it or not. Back to community. It's interesting how this all yeah. connects I need to be talking to people. I need to be open about my struggles. I need to have Christian friends that I can just be very real and honest with. And we, we, I, I think sometimes when we're in the midst of trials like that, a lot of us know what to do. Mm-hmm. We, we just don't want to do it. And and I hope that's that's heard correctly. I, I you know sometimes you know, people say, I don't know what to do. I feel so, but. I think we all know I need to be praying. I need to be reading scripture. I, I need to have people in my life. I need to be do. I need to be going to church. I need to be doing these things, and we just have to keep doing these things and 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 keep reminding ourselves of the theological implications of what's happening here. Yeah. This is what God is doing in my life, and even when I can't see it, I just have to get up every morning and tell myself. This is what's true. Mm-hmm. What's true is that God is there and that he loves me. He has not abandoned me, and he's doing a work in my life. And I have to keep telling myself that I need people around me that are telling me that. 
and I just keep yeah pushing through yeah yeah and if you're if you're at home listening to this maybe it's early in the morning and you're on your way to work and you're dreading the work day or you're at home about to go to sleep and it's been a difficult day um man let let this be a word of encouragement and hope to you uh and let us walk alongside you in this that um sure maybe the day's been hard or the week or the month's been hard uh, but we do have hope that the Lord knows what He's doing and He's allowing things to happen in our life or leading things to happen in our life um, for His glory and for our good. Yeah, and you know, one other quick thing I would add in that that was one of the neatest parts to me of those opening verses of John 11 is when they send to Jesus the message, you know, the one whom you love. Yeah. And they, they make the basis of their appeal to Him, Him, you know, and that's what we got to remember. What's going to get me through this? What do I pin my hope on? It's it's nothing to do with me. Yeah. It's him. Yeah, we got to keep that focus. Yeah. So we're uh, we're about out of time, um, but you know, I, I feel I feel encouraged listening to this. I hope hopefully you do as well at home. Um, so just kind of real quick, if you had one more minute to your your sermon, uh, what would you share with the listener? Oh man, I don't know. Probably what I've already said. You know, I think it, it would be well. If I could have done more in that sermon, I would have liked to talk more about. Martha and Mary Mm -hmm. and some more of the details of that and what Jesus, because that goes back to what we're saying. Um, They're in the midst of suffering and a trial. And you can see if you could, if we could have taken the time, you can see in the gospels how he transforms their lives, Mm -hmm. even through the midst of suffering like this. That's, I probably would have loved to have dived into that more. Yeah. yeah. So no, no, that that's great. Um, So just to finish up for those of you at home, um, if Maybe you know someone who's in the midst of a trial. Maybe you're in the midst of a trial. Um, let's use this season as we kind of walk through John chapter 11 as a way uh, to, to just kind of give hope to one another. Um, and so we would love for you to maybe to use this time um, to send a word of encouragement to someone um, that you may know and just let them know that you're praying for them or ask them how, how you can pray for them. Uh, so with all of that, just kind of a few things coming up in our church. Uh, first off, uh, we have Big Weekend coming up, um, uh, November 11th to the 15th. That's an event we do for the 7th through 12th graders. But we still need some volunteers for that, so if you're interested in helping out, um, just send me an email at aaron at ibcshawnee.org, and I can get you connected. Also, on November 8th, we'll have a members meeting to discuss some budget stuff. Um, that's going to happen at 5 p.m. that evening. And then finally, be on the lookout for our uh, Christmas calendar that's going to be coming up. We're excited for all the stuff that we have planned, including a family Christmas caroling night. We'll give you more information in the coming weeks, but be on the lookout for that. So again, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you have the gr- a great uh, week, and we cannot wait to see you on Sunday morning for worship. <laughs>